0: All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Sabre Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, April 18th of 2023 here. Got plenty of DFS action coming at you today. We got a four-game hockey slate. We got a three-game NBA slate, and we also have an 11-game MLB main slate. Uh, for those of you who were here yesterday, you guys might have seen that I wasn't feeling too good. Uh, feeling a little bit better today, but trying to keep the voice down uh, should help me get through the entire show without getting super parched here or or anything like that. But I'm just gonna keep chugging along and, and uh, getting your questions answered the the best I can. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim show where we go over how to use the saber sim app answer any and all questions that come in live in the youtube chat or in the office hours channel in our discord server if you're not in our discord there's a link in the description below to get joined up highly recommend it as always a lot of good dfs conversation happening over there each and every day uh looks like snowman is here Said, so hope you're feeling better andrew yep man slowly but surely uh hoping hoping to just continue to kick this sickness and get past it but with that being said going to get the app pulled up here and going to dive right in uh we had one question come in from support i'm going to start there and then it looks like we have a couple questions over in the discord but if anybody has any questions now is always a great time to get those in so it looks like first question uh from support here going to get this one in the chat said What's the best way to get more of a team in a build for MLB? Should I create a stacking rule or should I bump up the Vegas runs? And if so, how much should I bump it up? I'm looking to get around like 25% exposure from one team, then have it trickle down from there, i.e. 15%, 12%, and so on. Okay, so this is a good question to get us kicked off today going to go over to MLB, going to hover over to the main slate for today and uh, begin talking about this. So first things first, just want to make a small clarification. So the run totals that you see here on the app, these are our own generated run totals from our sims. So we are simulating each game thousands and thousands of times. And that is how we come up. With the projections, that is how we come up with these run totals. That is how we come up with these detailed stats. Um, if you're on the pro plan, you can see all of that. So all of those are generated from the Sims. We are not um, shooting for Vegas or or like using Vegas runs as an input here. Um, we'll talk to a little bit about this in the model interview that him and Eric and Jordan did at the beginning of the MLB season. That's over on the YouTube channel under how to beat MLB DFS in, uh, in 2023. So I'll just pull that up quickly here just to show you guys, but if you guys want to learn more about our model and, um, what goes into it, if you're over on the YouTube channel, you go to playlists, you go to how to beat MLB DFS in 2023. It's at the very top here. And, um, this learn, or where is it? Uh, how to, how do MLB simulations work in in-depth breakdown of our baseball model? So in this video, Will talks about um, that that we, we use Vegas as like a uh, sanity check, but we are not using Vegas as an input. So we are okay being away from Vegas as far as team totals are. Uh, so these are our own generated team totals here. If you're looking to get more from a team, you know, tw- I mean, right off the bat, 25% doesn't really sound like too much here. So I'm going to talk about a couple different ways that you could accomplish this and um, and just manage your stack exposure in general here. Um, and then we can talk about, you know, if you're not getting, if you can't get to what you want in the post build, where do you go from there? Right. But basically you should always be starting from the post build and trying to um handle it from there before making changes to the inputs that go into the sims so let's say that you know you're building 20 lineups you have know, a pool of 500 here and we want to get 25 percent stack exposure to one team and then we basically don't want anybody above above that right so so what i would do first thing first i would come into this team stacks tab and then i would just put a max exposure to all these teams uh of 25 That way you know that if we, you know, bring these teams down, other teams aren't going to shoot up over 25. And I'm just going to do it to the teams that are already showing up in my build. I think it's very unlikely that one of these teams that are not in my top 20 are going to shoot up over 25%, but we'll just see. Okay, so um, the only team that did come up to 25% was Toronto. So then I'm just going to put this as like a uh, safety marker here and then leave that there. But now, you know, I, I know for sure that I'm not going to have more than 25% to any individual team. Um, let's say there was a team you wanted 25% to. Maybe it's Pittsburgh, right? Uh, they look like the highest stack exposure of the slate here. So you're saying, you know what? I don't want more than 25%, but I do want 25% to Pittsburgh. So, like, this is really flexible. You're able to limit stacks. You're able to increase stacks. So here I can do Pittsburgh. And then let's say you know, okay, I bought Pittsburgh twenty-five, and then you know nobody else. Um, I think you said fifteen here, so we can do we could even drop these guys to fifteen, right? But um, but you should be able to handle that all here in the post build without any uh, major problems, in my opinion. So the good thing is that you know you're only looking for twenty lineups, but we're building you um, five hundred, so that gives us a lot of flexibility. And then, boom, we kind of see exactly what we want here. So we have our 25 to Pittsburgh, and then we get really spread out with no more than 15% to teams. And then we have some 10s, some 5s, some 5s down here. So all that is accomplished within this pool of 500 lineups here. Let's say that, you know, you wanted 25% to Pittsburgh, but you were having trouble getting it, right? What can you do from there? So from there, what I would suggest is going into the home screen, and then adjusting the Pittsburgh run total. Um, by adjusting the run total, it has an effect on the entire game environment and not just on individual players. So if you go to Pittsburgh, you go to all batters. Let's say that you just start, wanted to start by increasing the projection to a hitter, right? So let's say that you know we bumped Brian Reynolds from 13.09 to 14 points. This is only going to have an effect on him. So what this is going to do is, let's say that, you know, it was about a one-point adjustment. So we're going to take his entire range of outcomes here and shift it up by one point. So every time he scores 10 points, he scores 11 now. Every time he scores 20 points, he scores 21 now. So, But this is only having an effect on him, even though he's correlated to all these other players on his team, right? So the better option, in my opinion, is to adjust the team total here. So this Pittsburgh team total is 6.4. Let's say that we want to favor Pittsburgh. And so we're going to give them a half run adjustment here. So I'm going to increase their team total by 0.5 runs. And then I'm going to hit this apply changes to game button here. And then that is going to have an effect Excuse me. So so what you're gonna see here is that we are gonna create a new column called adjusted saberson projection, where basically what we have now done is think about all of our game outcomes, our you know, five thousand sims of each game on a spectrum, right? If we are gonna increase the team total for Pittsburgh, what we are going to do is we are going to start disregarding simulations where Pittsburgh has a low total. Say there are, you know, a number of games across the Sims where Pittsburgh gets shut out and scores zero runs, we're going to start shaving those off of our available Sims to pull from until the new Pittsburgh team total is 6.9 runs and then so now we've went you know say from five thousand sims down to forty-five hundred sims available to be sampled when we pull from that set when we are building your lineups so the great thing is that by disregarding entire game sims we this has an effect on not only the team that you're adjusting it for but the opposite team as well you know you're going to see um some small adjustments to the other team as well here because they are part of those games also so um adjusting team totals has an effect on the entire team on the entire game as opposed to just adjusting individual players uh so i would always recommend making adjustments on the team totals if you're trying to get more of a stack entirely um so so this is like the second step i would take the the only caution here really is that you know by adjusting the team totals you're adjusting all the inputs to the sims so i would i would say that it is much safer to handle it in the post build the way we showed originally and then only go this route if you're having trouble getting to the exposures that you want to see on a team level but let me know if you have any more questions on that we will get a timestamp recording of this video over to you and uh, we are going to jump over to the discord now all right looks like our first question came in from Studewood, and Studewood said there are no sims for golf this week however if we have our own projections and ownership for this week's golf slate will saber sims spit out viable lineups i'm not sure if i'm asking the question correctly or not okay let's go over to golf this week and let's see what's going on um so we have a banner down here at the bottom and it says we will not have sims or projections for the zurich classic sorry for the inconvenience um not sure what the format is but sometimes you know we see these interesting formats like when they do match play um other type of formats that we have trouble supporting so definitely on our roadmap to support in the future but you could still use saber sim to build your lineups so like you said if you come in here upload ownerships upload projections uh that will all get populated here in the app and then what you'll notice is that um this sim well this sim diversity slider basically becomes smart randomness so what we do since we don't have sims for um for this tournament we assume that all players are normally distributed so this sim diversity slider just acts as smart randomness here and um you can still build your lineups you know we're still going to uh, weigh all the factors that we weigh but we just work more as a traditional optimizer for this particular event whenever we don't have sims that is basically what the builder is doing all right, next question here from Kevlar87. Question says, hi, Andrew, could you explain a situation where you would use late swap for MLB as opposed to just using the quick swap feature to replace players not in the lineup? Okay, this is a good question. And this is something that I I do regularly. Um, so I would say that, you know, let's say, I think I think Milwaukee was a late, a lineup release last night and I believe Jesse Winker wasn't in the lineup um, so you know they have like a later game here on the slate Jesse Winker's not in the lineup I got to a lot of Milwaukee last night uh, so I had plenty of lineups with him in it so what I like to do here is I let's say that you know this red lightning Bolt goes on right so the red lightning ball goes on um, I like to go and see who is out So first thing I'll do is I'll use the lightning bolt and I'll figure out who is not in the lineup. And then what I'll do is I will go over to my entries tab and I will go and see how many lineups I have with that particular player. So like Jesse Winker was out last night. I'm going to go over to my entries tab. Let's say that I'm playing, you know, 150 lineups and I have, I don't know, less than five lineups with him in it. I'll just use a quick swap um, and what I'll use is the best from the same team. So when, when this is active, you have a couple different options. You have best available, which is just going to look at how much salary is left in each lineup and then just put the top projected hitter into that spot that is eligible for that lineup position. Or what you can do is use best from same team. I would recommend using that for baseball specifically because it will keep your stacks intact. So let's say Winkers out, say some other outfielder is starting. Um, you know, maybe you had a four stack of Milwaukee. Now it won't be a three stack with like some one off. You'll still maintain that stack, so you still get the benefits of correlation, the compounding correlation effect. You maintain your stack so if Milwaukee goes off, you know that new batter still has a lot of opportunities in that lineup. And you still get to keep your stacks uh, that your lineup was already made with. Let's say that, you know, I come in here, linkers out. I look at how many lineups I have with him. Let's say I have maybe like 15 lineups with him, 10 to 15. Uh, What I will do in that instance is in the late swap um, feature here, which I don't have a CSV right now. uh, what, What you will be able to do is in your late swap, there's a toggle. And then it says late swap lineups without players only. So I like to take advantage of that. You know, in, in in a sport like NBA, uh, one player getting ruled out, even if you didn't have that player, can have such an effect on the slate dynamics overall that it is much better to late swap all of your lineups in NBA. MOB is not so much. That's not so much the case with MLB here. Uh, I I think that, you know, one player getting swapped is not going to have this, like, slate-breaking effect. So you should feel a lot more comfortable just re rebuilding the lineups with the out player in it. So for me, you know, if I have a, a fair number of lineups with a player that's out, I would just late-swap those lineups only using the using the only late swap lineups without players toggle or I will use the quick swap if it's only a handful of lineups and then I will just use from the same team to try and keep my swaps my uh, stacks intact but good question there uh kind of just depends what what you feel like there I think that you can never go wrong with late swapping but if it's only a handful of lineups I think it's okay to just quick swap and uh forget it Benny Hanna said hey Andrew hey Benny Hanna hope you are doing good today. All right, next question here from TBK. Okay, TBK said, Hi, Andrew. During the regular season for the NBA, I normally use the rule no more than three players from the same team for the playoffs slash nights like last night where there were only two games. Should that rule still apply? Second part of my question. I normally set my points filter to my projected greater than 15 on smaller game slates. Like last night, should I lower it to 13 instead? Okay, so let's go over and let's talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. And I'm going to go back to yesterday. We used last night as an example. Just because today is a three-game slate, So I think three-game slates play a little differently than two-game slates, especially for some of these rules here. Um, What what I would suggest is always just run a default build and then come in here and then see what your stack types are across your pool. So I'm going to pull up this stack types right here. I'm going to sort my pool. So we have 16% four twos, almost 11% four threes, about 7% percent 4 two twos, about 5% 5-stacks. Um, uh, that's a 5-2. And then we have some a handful of like naked 5-stacks and then just a handful of 6-stacks here. So based on this, I would be um, inclined to turn that rule off and I would be very okay with 4-stacks because from here we have over 30% of our pool is a 4-stack. Um, it's a small two-game slate, you know. I think that some places are just going to be better from like a salary perspective to fit more players in. I think Sacramento has like been that team kind of regularly here, and then uh, oh, even Golden State was like our big five stack or four stack last night. So I would I would let this guide you. Um, if if this were me here, I would probably be okay with the four stacks, but I think I would probably stay away from six stacks for sure. And I would probably just limit my five stack exposure. We're not getting a ton of five stacks here. I think that opening it up to four stacks was would be more than enough on a two game slate like yesterday. Uh, but these percentages can change on a slate to slate basis. So I think that just running a default build and letting this kind of guide you would be where I would start by doing this. And then second part of the question, I normally set my points filtered to my projected greater than 15 on smaller game slates like last night should i lower it to 13 instead so what i always suggest is sort by projection scroll down to this like slot that we're discussing and then see like who are you giving up and are you okay with drawing that line here so I think that the playoffs are specifically very interesting here. Um, you see like a lot of like hot hand stuff, guys get hot, guys play a ton. Um, we've seen like Max Struss get like a ton of minutes after not being like a regular starter in, in the regular season. Now he's playing 36, 38 minutes a game. Um, he had that huge game where he was just couldn't miss like two games ago. Uh, I, I'm almost more inclined to use, like, a minutes filter here because, you know, P.J. Tucker, yeah, not, like, super um, good offensively, but he's playing 26 minutes, and and you never know, right? I think Davion Mitchell had a pretty good game as well as Gary Payton here, right? And these guys are, like, kind of right on the border of that, like, 15-point um, mark here. But, but I would suggest, like, looking at who you're giving up are you okay with drawing that line or do you want to use something more of like a minutes filter where you're saying like, Hey, I want to make sure that I'm playing guys who are in the rotation or who are, you know, projected to, to see the floor a lot. Right. So maybe you make a mark like uh 13 minutes, right? Let's say we want to use like 13 minutes because it's a two game slate. Uh, so we're going to go to filters. We're going to go to minutes. Show players with minutes greater than 13. And then we'll see what we get rid of, right? So we got rid of, you know, Paul Reed, Kaminga, Len, but we kept uh, Georges Nang. We kept Joe Harris. We kept PJ Tucker along with some of these other guys. So, like, are you okay seeing these guys in your lineup? And that is what you – that is, like, that is the question you have to ask yourself and the decision you have to consciously make. I, I would not suggest – just like having a filter and like setting it and forgetting it. I would always come down here and see what players you are actively excluding and what players you are actively including in your player pool. But that's my best um, suggestion on that front. All right. Next question here from Moose Call. Um, Moose Call said, could you explain why there are no SIM size projections for the PGA Zurich Classic this week. Uh, so, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know what the format is or um, why we're not supporting it. Usually it's a formatting issue just with, like, the type of contest that it is. But I can ask. So, I'm not playing, like, a ton of golf at the moment. Usually just, like, the majors. So, it's not something I'm actively keeping up with. But I will take it back to the team and get you an answer tomorrow. So, why no? know sims for zurich classic so yeah i'm happy to ask the question and bring it back up at the beginning of tomorrow's show all right next question from manual question says i've noticed the correlation and sim diversity will adjust each day is this based on the slate size or the matchups uh so good question this is this is based on slate size So depending on what size slate it is, we have different slider settings. Uh, You could even do it like between slates in the app to see the difference. So the main slate over on DraftKings is 11 games. If you wanted to just like cross-check, what is the settings for a 150 max, 10 to 50K? And on this 11-game slate, it is correlation 10, sim diversity 8 if we wanted to go see what it is for a four game slate tonight, we're going to go to 150 max, 10 to 50 K. So we went from 8 to six, nine. So interesting that correlation comes down and sim diversity goes up. Uh, These are all set from back testing that we do to uh, we do contest sims to figure out, you know, what are the best settings that are leading to on average, you know, the highest returns and the, uh, highest actual scores across contests so we are simming out different slate sizes and then figuring out what the optimal settings are so i would be pretty comfortable just trusting the defaults and not making any adjustments to the slider settings okay this is our last question in the discord and then we will be jumping over to the youtube chat appreciate everybody uh sticking it out with me with the cold that i have and i know i'm going a little slower than usual so appreciate everybody's patience all right chuck said i was experimenting with a way to get more diversity without using uniques. i had the idea to run multiple 5k builds and combine them into a csv to eliminate the dupes across those builds I would then randomly pick my lineups from those 30K unique lineups. My thinking is that more lineups equals less variance. Is this method viable? Okay, so interesting question, Chuck. Uh, I appreciate you know you thinking outside the box here and, and trying to do something different. Um, I have two thoughts on this. So my first question to you would be like, why are you not – comfortable using the mini uniques or um you know what makes you skeptical of using the mini unique players overall here frankly i think it's like a really good tool and um i i see that you're on the pro plan so you are able to build five thousand lineups so i've never really seen a scenario where somebody with five thousand lineups runs out of lineups here and, and is unable to um meet whatever exposure settings that they're looking for or reach a certain number of min uniques. So that is like the first thing that I would ask. And then secondly, the second part of my question or my my thought here is that, you know, you're still only playing, like let's say you're building 150 lineups, right? Um, whether you're using, you know, 5,000 or, or 30,000, uh, you're still only taking a certain sample from that bigger set. All of that seems to do to me whether you use 5,000 or 30,000 randomly is, is kind of like increase your variance because you're, you're sampling from a larger set, but you're also doing it randomly. So you don't know exactly what lineups that you're, you're playing. I think that is like a little too hands off for, for my taste. uh, Specifically, I think that, you know, Through research that you do in the app, whether that be test builds, you know, running different builds on different settings, uh, you can kind of figure out, you know, where are some of the best leverage plays for the slate, you know, plays that you might want to try and exploit from like a game theory perspective. I think that, you know, you're sacrificing the ability to be a little more deliberate in what lineups you're taking with you if you run all these thousands of lineups and randomly sample from this larger set so um i i think that you know maybe if you're doing a lot in the home screen to kind of shrink down the available player pool or stacks that you want to use and um do do like a lot in the home screen to figure that out you know maybe you could try this but um i i i it's not something that i would suggest to like the average user who does not know exactly why they want to do this approach but you know i'm I'm open to any and all approaches um if if this is something that you find success with i'm never not going to tell you to abandon a winning process if you've proven that uh this is an effective process for what you're trying to accomplish with your DFS lineups. Okay, jumping over to the YouTube chat. looks like Chuck is responding in the Discord, so I'm going to give him a minute to type out uh, his thoughts, and then we can circle back to that. But in the meantime, I'm going to hit this question from Mark. Mark said, I use ownership GeoMean rules. Since the adjusted ownership number has come out, I have been unsure on which to use in my rules which is recommended to use ownership or adjusted ownership okay this is a good question and this is actually the first time i've got asked this question so this is a good question mark um so what i would suggest is to continue to do it with the ownership specifically here and the reason for that is that this ownership number this is what we are projecting as like the contest ownership, the industry-wide ownership. So what we are saying is that, hey, we think that Shohei Otani is going to be owned in 65% of lineups tonight, which is, like, actually really high. I'm kind of surprised. So this is, like, really high. I don't know if something's wrong with this. Um, it's quite possible if something's wrong with this so i will mention this to the team uh otani ownership it's almost like his ownership is being calculated as if he's uh pitching tonight so anyways i'll i'll check with the team on this um but but for instance you know we're saying that hey this ss own is what we project him to be owned what what um ownership we project him to have in your contest this adjusted own is i mean you could hover over the tooltip here and then it says ownership rating adjusted for average ownership at the player's position and their projection projected variance basically so what we're saying is that this is an artificial number that we are using for grading your lineup specifically here so what we're saying is like hey if you look at otani's ownership and you look at his range of outcomes his range of outcomes is very wide so we're going to inflate his ownership. So he basically, or lineups with him, get almost taxed in this Sabre score formula where we are negatively weighting ownership. And so we're not going to just be jamming Otani into all your lineups. We're going to say like, hey, by by using this adjusted ownership number, it's going to look like his ownership is a lot higher. So then the lineups with him in it are not going to be boosted to the top of your pool so often, so you you end up getting less of him. That is our way of saying that hey, this player is very variant. Be careful putting him in too many lineups. So I would still continue to use the saber sim ownership and not the adjusted ownership for your geo mean rules. But really good question there. All right, uh, David Graves said, how can we limit one batter versus a starting pitcher? Um, frankly, I would, um, suggest not doing this in general here, uh, by saying that you only want one batter versus a starting pitcher. You're basically saying you want no stacks across your entire lineup pool. And we know that stacking and correlation are very good for MLB here so you're basically saying that you want no stack lineups um if you wanted that what you could say is you could do a group automatic rule and then you would say use no more than one and then you would group by team so what you would say is like hey i don't want to use more than any one player versus another team or or on the same team so like if you know you have the If you have Toronto, like, you would only get one Houston player. If you have Arizona, you would only get one St. Louis. So this is how you would write the rule. But I would highly, highly advise rethinking your reasoning for wanting this rule because you will essentially get no stack lineups by having this rule active. All right. Um, Next question from Mustafa said, Any suggestions for series long contests in NBA and NHL playoff series long contests versus one game contests. So this is interesting. I've never even heard of series long DFS. Maybe this is like some alternate format on, maybe it's like, like an underdog format, you know, where you have to pick, like you like draft a series or, or something like that. Um, Thoughts off the top of my head, you know, I don't want to like give you anything that I've, I haven't thought of. Um, but I would say that, you know, ownership is probably still going to be important taking advantage of, um, ownership projections. I would say that, you know, you, what, what I would do as probably like, man, this is a really hard question. Uh, I'm going to have to think about this. I'm going to, make a note of my to myself to ask around the team but I don't have any good thoughts off the top of my head um I think one thing that you could do is just like download the Saberson projections and then check against like ADP okay Mustafa said the series long contests are available on DraftKings okay good to know so I'm gonna look at those And I'm going to ask the team about them and then I will address it at the beginning of tomorrow's show. So let me just uh, make a note of myself and then I will go and look up the contests and then see what they look like and talk to the team about it. But good question there. So stumped me for sure. All right. Going to get back to this question from Chuck and Chuck said, If I'm using the defaults with min salary zero, in the past, I usually went with five min uniques, but I'm getting more comfortable using no min uniques, even for baseball. I'm thinking that my metric might add more value than using the 30K unique lineup method. Okay, so I would also agree that using a custom metric would probably be better than using the 30,000 unique lineup method. So I would experiment with that first and um, see if, you know, the lineups that are getting pushed to the top of your pool are passing the eye test for you. So give that a shot and let me know if you have any follow-up questions uh, after trying that out for a little bit. But all right, everybody, uh, those are all of our questions in both Discord, YouTube chat, and that came in from support. We will be right back here tomorrow for our Wednesday show. Hopefully, I will be feeling uh, better by then, getting better every day. But until then, if you guys have questions throughout the day, drop them in the Office Hours channel. Uh, If When you're building your lineups, let them sit there. That'll give us a steady queue of questions to get us started at the beginning of the show as people tune in, as questions continue to roll in. Uh, Before we get out of here, question uh said do do you guys have sims for tiers so we do not we do not support uh tiers at the moment i think it's on our long-term roadmap to support but some other projects in the immediate future that we're working on that we're super excited about but until tomorrow take care good luck and i will see you bye